YouTube Caverns and Comedians. Dungeons and Dragons powered storytelling with Toronto Comedians. In this first episode, it's party time. Let's meet the party as they meet each other. We take you to the Dungeon Master. Our adventure begins, as these so often do, with a city ordinance. The city is Tudo, the capital of the province of Taro, in the grand and great and bountiful empire. Recently, until recently, it was a haven for adventurers, featuring government-subsidized adventuring guild. But the election of a new city council has seen some changes. Thanks to or city ordinance 8675309, bans independent adventurers and requires that all registered adventurers will be reassigned to productive tasks according to their abilities and aptitudes that will ensure the safety and well-being of the community. Many adventurers resisted this. Many high-level adventurers died. Fortunately, the recently registered Level 1s were easily rounded up and brought to the Municipal Adventure Reassignment Program. The four of you have been grouped together according to your randomly assigned numbers you received from the registrar at the front desk. After seven hours, you are directed towards Office Number 12 with a little plaque reading, Leslie Frank's Reassignment Evaluation. So stupid waiting. Uh, no, I, I'm sorry. I, I've opened the door. You can you can come in now. To be fair, we have been waiting quite a long time. Yes, uh, it's a it's a very busy day. It's a very busy day. I thank you for thank you for your patience. Belgor was counting the whole time. Lost count. It was so long. Right. Did you lose count at four? I love count at four. <laughs> right. Uh. Okay. Uh. Just... I get it though. I see what you were doing is you were trying to watch us while we were in the waiting room. Try to get a read on us. Try to figure out what we're up to, right? I'm sorry. I but just got your file on my desk right now. It's been a busy day. I've been seeing a lot of people. Oh, dear Lord. This is what I've been dealing with all afternoon. Can you just please get on with it so I can leave these three? I am attempting to. Uh, so we're just going to have a little sit down, a little bit of a chat. Uh, we're going to figure out who we are, what we're good at. Is this at. chair taken? No. No. Uh, these, these chairs are for you. There's four chairs. There's four just of you. Just because you said sit down and I was like... Yeah. Well, no, no, that that's my chair. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna, just gonna take my chair here. Uh, uh, Finnick uh, uh, takes the chair from <laughs> from uh, um, Leslie. Uh, so Leslie sits down in Leslie's chair, and you're pulling it out, but you pull Leslie along with it because <laughs> she fir- firmly, firmly seated. Uh, well, thank you. Um, just trying to give you a nice ride. Oh, well, thank you, thank you. You are charming. Uh, so, uh, we so. Have, just have a little questionnaire I need to fill out here, to, and then we'll get you started on your new lives. <laughs> Isn't this exciting? I'm just gonna get started. Balgar, Balgar, we'll start with you. Uh, you, you seem like a, a large man. Um, yes, questionnaire. Do you have a construction exper- Do you have construction experience? What? <laughs> have you- uh, Your work experience, your work life, what- what- what have you? What have you done with? What do you do? You do with your things with your hands. Yes, you? I killed them. I killed them all. Is that what you want to hear? No. Is that what you want from me? Balgor picks up Leslie by the lapels and shakes him violently. I'm sorry. Uh, Balgor didn't want to do it, but Balgor has so much rage. I'll just just gonna pat so, Bulgar on the back, just gonna calm him down. Just so, uh, it'll be all right, man. Uh, 
It's all right. Belgrade. Yeah, that's uh, moving on. Um, uh, Mulder, Mulder. Uh, yeah. Uh, you, you've done some work with the city before, I, I see. You know, I've uh, I've assisted the uh, police with some of their investigations before. Oh, so yeah? you have some uh, office experience? Uh, do you know spreadsheets? Um, you know, I uh, I create sometimes tables and codex for deciphering different codes oh, maybe that's, you know that's quite useful. Uh, I, I put a, a lot of different things up on bulletin boards and created a you know collect connected them with strings to try to find all the connections oh, all the it sounds like you're an essential part of the force you know you know i've i've i've, I've uncovered a lot of a lot of secrets you know and and the system isn't always um willing to respond and it doesn't always agree with my outcomes but you know my evidence is very compelling okay and and I can tell you guys a lot of stuff, like the real stuff that's going excellent, on in this city. The real excellent. stuff. Thank, thank you, They're always trying to just shove under the rug. You know, that's what I'm, I'm talking about. I'm just going to put down that you enjoy creative pursuits. Yeah, yeah you just silence me. That's what I'm talking. You just um, silence Finnick uh, sneaks behind uh, Maldar and gives him a wedgie. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, he, was, he was mid he was mid-rant. Uh, Mulder is, uh, just as he's sort of being cut off by uh, Leslie, he, he goes up a little from the butt words. You know, <laughs> I, it's the truth of it. The is... oh, I, oh. I see what you've done. Jocular joviality. Oh, how I miss this friendly bantering back and forth. I don't know if I mentioned, but I killed my entire tribe. I gotcha. I gotcha. So uh, I'm told here that uh, you have experience uh, medically, that you're, you're, you're a cleric. Oh, it would be great to have you down at the hospice. Unfortunately, our children's hospice is quite busy, uh, so we could really use somebody with a caring, gentle, tender hand. Yes. Does that look like me? Uh, well, uh, uh, for my information... Tender, very tender. All the time, tender. I'm, de- I'm, so I'm assuming tender. that because she's a woman. Uh, well, clerics... So rude, hey? By the way, what are you? My warhammer is what? called tender. Tender? Your warhammer? Oh, maybe children's hospice is not the best place for you. And, sorry, what? I, I'm, a, I'm a reassignment evaluator. Hmm. Finnick checks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Leslie does in fact have a, a plaque on her desk saying reassignment evaluator. Oh, good, just being just wondering. Um, Finnick, uh, you seem you seem very inquisitive. I I'd like to ask you some questions. Uh, there's a bit of a gap on your uh, employment record in that you don't have one. A gap you don't say. Right. Uh, so what what special skills do you have? Oh. Well, I know a lot of very powerful people, and they love me. Thank you. That's very kind. No problem. Right. Um, so you, you have interpersonal skills, you would say. In a way. Could you say in a way that would help me understand? Last time he got personal, we all ended up in jail. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, sorry about the, sorry about the squads. Uh, they were there to just protect the populace and, and your protection. Speaking of which, why do we have a cop? I thought he already had a job. Uh, he is not, he's never officially been employed by the police. He's I just, not I just a sort cop. of work alongside the police to help them with their tougher investigations. Uh, but this says they com- often re- reject the truth when I, when I discover it. My records say community outreach volunteer. You know, that's, that's the label they try to give me because they're always trying to give you a label in the government. You know? that's uh, as Maldar speaks, uh, Finnick gives him a front wedgie. Oh, don't try to put you in a box. A jocular joviality. Alright, uh, Finnick, I'm just gonna put uh, I'm just gonna put uh, interpersonals uh, communicate. I think I have enough, really. Really, I've had enough. Uh, I have a question. 
It seems like everybody else has been given soup from what I'm understanding. When do I get my ladle? No, it's, I, it's label. What's up? Label. Yes. The label. All right, I'll drink it without a spoon. You should uh, You should have gotten a label when you when you arrive. Uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm just going to write uh, down this little slip here that you're going to take to the front desk. You're going to get your uh, your reassignment there. You know, I'm just going to come there with you just in case you get lost or lose it. I'm just gonna... Yeah, I wouldn't want to miss out on this friendship either. Right. Uh, so uh, let's all up and out. <laughs> Uh, so Leslie leads you down the beige halls of this government office. Uh, if you want to picture it, think of where you might have gotten your health card in 1973, and that's what it looks like. Uh, it's the most boring, unadventurous place, and you were taken to a reception desk, and Leslie hands over the chit and say, They're all yours. And you see a man with a, a brown official-looking hat, a brown jacket, a... Sort of roundish face, gigantic nose, and a big bushy mustache. Whoa. Yeah. His that uh, hat looks official. Well, uh, thank you. It's uh it was uh was given to me by uh by the officials. Uh I am the official disseminator of jobs, you might say. I'm the reassignment advisor. I have your reassignment evaluation here. Not applicable. Well, uh, I do have something that applies equally to all of you. Uh, and the man takes, uh, he has a box that he puts on top of the desk. The Sorry, he takes out a box from behind his desk, puts it on top, and pulls out a gray jumpsuit, turns it around to show you, you guys are going to be window cleaners. Got a lot of call for window cleaners right now. Are these... Uh Secret windows in any way? Are they are they hidden? Are they important? No, windows? actually, uh, most of it is uh, complaints made to the Business Improvement Association. Uh, then you guys are gonna go clean windows. There's a lot of call for uh, window cleaning. Very dirty. Very dirty. So, this is putting together an adventure crew, right? Um, if the adventure is community service, then yes. Are, yes. are perhaps the windows on fire? Um, I, are we under arrest? No, not anymore. No, no. Uh, but as you know, all adventurers have been reassigned to more productive tasks for their uh, community and service. Like cleaning windows. Is, yes. is it possible that at some point the windows will attack us? Will they become animated by magic and, and like, attack us? Is well, that... I assume you could potentially break them. Glass is uh, will cut you if it... Go Just be careful. And these are people's windows. We are liable for damage to these windows. Wait, wait, wait. We are cleaning windows? I've made that very clear, I think. Why are we cleaning windows? We are not window cleaners. I have no window cleaning skills if you want me to sort. You don't really need skills to clean windows. I will tell you, you do not. You just need this squeegee, really. Uh, but as uh, as level one adventurers, there's really not much else for you to do. Uh, if you would like to contest this, we do have the pit available. Uh... What's the pit? Well, it was a very, very, very deep pit. Now it's only very, very deep. Uh... I mean, it was once three varies deep, but then we filled it with uh, dead adventurers who didn't want to comply. Oh, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna bide my time. I'm gonna call it. I'm just gonna bide my time and change the system from the inside. Uh, it's a that's a that's a a lot of people are choosing that nowadays. Right. Uh, so I have your first work order all in paper. Uh, seems down in the uh down in the merchants' quarter there is a. Um, a Coney Wetbottoms Magical Emporium that hasn't cleaned his windows, and there have been several BIA complaints. Whoa! We're going to be window cleaners? For a man named Wetbottom, 
Well, it's you're, you're, for the city. Uh, he doesn't want to clean his windows, uh, so there's been a complaint lodged. We're going to do it and then charge him. I'm still just asking about the name Wet Bottom. That obviously came from a nickname, I know, because that's where halfling nicknames I come from. Don't, I... What was so wet about his bottom? Sometimes it is better not to ask. Yes, that information is also not on this work order. <laughs> is that why we have to clean his windows? I mean, it, it doesn't technically exclude him also being a wet top. He could be wet. He could be like, a, he just likes swimming, and he's wet on both bottom ends. Seriously, I'm, seriously, I'm you're putting too much thought in, thought in this uh, there's a lineup forming behind you all <laughs> as other groups of uh, adventurers are. Let us just clean this vet no, no, bottom's no. window. Let's go. Let us go. I think this maybe. is actually an important thing to sort out first. Yeah, okay? if these guys want to get in on the conversation, they can't. Guys, you, how do you feel about wet bottom as a name? Agata picks up her jumpsuit, throws it over her shoulder, and walks away from them. There's a rather imposing level 13 paladin standing behind you. Okay, you know what, guys? Actually, let's follow the cleric in case this, in case, in case we're attacked. Why is this line taking so long? Yeah, I mean, come on, it's friggin' crazy, right? This is my half angel friend. Yeah, M- me or cat? That's right. I'm a part demi something. All right, uh, as Agata looks back at the group. Hey, idiots! You coming or are you staying there for the pit? The paladin has to be held back by security. Uh, they usher you out. If you guys fuck up like that again, we will let them fuck you up. Um, I'm going, but I'm going on my own terms. Mulder makes the point at his eyes and point at everyone else's eyes movement as he walks away. As he's doing that, Finnick goes up behind him to where he can't be seen and gives him another wedgie. Uh, this is eventually going to cause permanent damage. Jocular joviality. Uh, so you're in the streets of Tudo. Right now you're sort of uh, in the central area. There's a lot of gothic spires. There's a lot of very old built, well, relatively old buildings. See, the funny thing about Tudo is that it's not as old as some of the other ancient cities. It's only about a thousand years old, which is fairly actually new for as cities go. You all make your way towards the merchant's quarter, yes. right? Yes, we all as a group make our way towards the merchant's quarters as Agata takes out her warhammer and just keeps smacking them in the right direction. Excellent. So you move from uh, the sort of very officious and uh, the tower quarter, you would almost call it. Uh, there's a six major family towers, the major to- towers of Tudo and the government buildings into a sort of more of a ramshackle uh, merchants area where there's lots of little shops there's narrow streets you hear a lot there's a lot of people there's bustle there's hustle there's people in the streets there are carts there's just the smell of human waste is everywhere last one the whip bottoms is a rotten egg Balgor runs off in a random direction uh, along the way Finnick has been uh Stabbing all of the gothic spies with his two daggers. Uh, <laughs> fires. And, and, um, and as Balgor runs off, uh, he takes down two more gothic spies and runs after him. So the City of Tudo Tourism Board uh, direction signs that are like little tiny gothic towers have all been stabbed and knocked over by you. <laughs> So uh, tourists are getting lost everywhere now because all the information that tells them uh, tourist attractions is just, <laughs> its you're going to have some work to do when you get reassigned to the tourism board. We cut inside Finnick's brain for a moment. <laughs> we see the uh, mints that he's eaten slowly attacking his reason and perception. Uh, we see through his eyes and we see that all of the spires are just 
creepy crawly spies out to get him. Let's make that canon. That is canon. <laughs> Head canon, if you will. All right, so you arrive finally at uh, the exterior of uh, Coney Wetbottom's Magical Emporium. Uh, it looks not quite similar to the rest of the of the buildings, which you would call sort of a, a which look like medieval. You know, like Tudor houses, which have like the white and the uh, the wood going on over them. He didn't know what Gothic spires were. <laughs> I'm sorry, aren't all the buildings in Tudo Tudo houses? Uh, well played, sir. <laughs> Finnick looks at the uh, the Tudo house uh, and tries to figure out why it's different from all the other Tudo houses. Right. Uh, so this one has some non-Euclidean geometry going on. It has angles on the roof are all weird. There's seems there's one of the there's like a turrety spire on the corner. Uh, which seems to get taller the further away you get, but not in a way... You know how things get smaller when you get further away? This seems to loom larger as you get further away. But when you're close up to it, you see that it's all normal building materials. There's nothing out of the... There's like just brick and plaster and wood. Uh, but you think something is... You know that something is weird, but it's not in the materials. How many windows there are on this Tudo house? It's a shop. Uh, it has a like a it has a fairly large window. There's a round, uh, arched doorway into it. Uh, there's a second floor, uh, and you can't quite make out how many windows there are there. For some reason, you just you, you start counting. You get to three, and then you can't. You want to skip four and get to five, but you know that there's not four windows. You you can't get over. You can't get this around your head. So I gotta. Uh makes a strange, confused face, turns to her companions and says, I don't understand why they sent four people for what looks like three windows. I see five. I think I see a trick going on here, and uh, I'm going to try to figure out if this is magic involved. Mulder thinks there's nothing magical going on at all. Uh, he looks at it, squints at it, something rattles in his brain, screams for attention, but then is drowned out by thoughts of little men who are trying to steal his underpants. In fact, this building looks perfectly normal. Okay, Agata tries to figure out if there's any lore or history about this build. Uh, Agata knows that this building is lying to her. She Something about it just tells her that this building is lying to her. When she looks at the windows, they're lying to her. Uh, when she looks at the door, it's calling to her, but she doesn't like what it's saying, but she also wants to go in. Just something is drawing her in, but she knows that it's not honest. Agata sneers and says... Like all things, this is a building that lies, full of lies. Uh, Finnick tosses her a mint and says, last one in is a dirty egg. Agata catches it, eats it, looks at him and says, sounds good to me. Balgor opens the front door and comes out of the building. You're all rotten eggs. As soon as the door opens, uh, the lights that you didn't see on the front of the house, the, they come out of the walls. There are lights that open out everywhere, bright green, red, yellow. Uh, there's like, uh, you know, champagne poppers sending out confetti uh, go on you as you enter the door. Uh, there's a little song that plays on what sounds like a uh, big pump organ. Do, 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 do. Welcome! 
Welcome to Coney Wet Bottoms Magical Emporium. You already did this when I got here the first time. <laughs> See, guys, it's a perfectly normal house. This is how my house looks. I don't trust happiness. Out of uh, a puff of smoke backlit by blue lights comes a little gnome dressed in a long red clo- uh, red robe uh, that has white gold stars on it that are very and a big blue pointy hat. Uh, so and his big ears are just right out underneath it, and he's just welcomes you in. He's got a he's got a gnarled staff in his hand and a white glove on his other hand, and he's. Showing you around his wares. Welcome to my magical emporium full of magical goods and magical things and magical rings and magical goods. All right, me boy. Take a take a step back here. Yeah, it doesn't seem very magical to me. Yeah, we get that it is magical. It is magical. We get it. Have you seen my magical swords? He shows you uh, a selection. There's like a long sword, a rapier. There's a sort of one of those crazy crisses that are like, uh, they're rippled swords that look like ruffled swords. Agata investigates the swords. Uh, Agata looks at the swords and they look like swords. She, uh, she doesn't. Obviously, she's not checking for magic, so uh, they look like pretty good swords. They look like regular swords that you would see forged in a castle. So, what can I do you for? I've been with this guy for so many minutes. He came in, turned around, and went right back out. I tried to do my spiel, but he just walked out and said something about eggs. Now, what can I sell you today? Finnick is intrigued. So, uh, what makes those swords so magical? Oh, they have special abilities that I will reveal to their true owners. Hey, uh, but, uh, you know, we're we're here to possibly buy them. We could be true owners. Why don't you tell us? Yeah, just ignore these window cleaner <laughs> jumpsuits we're wearing. Oh, you're from the city. Oh, I don't want to. Agata no, is you. not wearing her jumpsuit, for the record. Finnick puts on a uh, his uh, signet ring of an imaginary duke. Uh, and that imaginary duke's name is Duke Hedrick Hobbletoe. Uh, and he says, uh, well, you should know. I'm actually a duke. Why would a duke be wearing a jumpsuit with window cleaner on it? You're no duke, sir, but I can sell you a crown that will make everybody fall in love with you. He is duke. I swear, he is duke. Duke, Agata says with a very straight face. Perhaps a dukey. <laughs> Was that a poo joke? Oh, it most certainly was. I've got lots of gags, too. What's this cigar do? Oh, I would put that down. Too late. Oh, it'll give you cancer, though. Not applicable. Basically, what you've walked into uh, is a Disney-style, wonderful, magical shop. There's there's glowing things everywhere, but... Um, and this little man is wandering around. Uh, there's, uh, there's like a counter which has all the rings on it and like a glass top. And then there's like a door behind there, uh, which I guess leads to the back room. Agata walks up to the back door and tries to open it. It's locked. She tries to open it harder. <laughs> it's locked harder. She motions to Balgor to rip the door open. Excuse me, excuse me. That's employees only. Okay, I'll do it. Why? Do I need us to fill out some kind of form or something? Phoenix sneaks behind Balgor uh, as he's talking to the the gnome and begins picking the lock. Seriously, you just said that you wanted to the hire The lock him. remains closed, and uh, if anything, you think it's locked more than it was. 
Well, shit. Can I gotta do a thamagurgy spell to distract the, <laughs> the gnome by opening and closing the front door? Uh, but nothing happens. And as you're, as like you feel the magic emanating from your hands, you feel it being forced back into you. Excuse me. Excuse me. We have a verbal agreement, which, as you know, is just as binding as a written agreement. If that agreement is to leave my store and not clean my windows, that's fine by me. I agree to that totally. I'm suspicious. I didn't want to clean your windows when I got here. But now that you don't want me to clean your windows, I'm wondering, what's really that dirt made out of, huh? It's perfectly normal you grime. You think diamonds? <laughs> I think it's diamond dirt on his windows, and I think he wants it all for himself, and I think the city has given us permission to clean that very valuable dirt off his windows, and we should do it. It's valuable dirt on my windows. It's my dirt. Regardless of what it's made of, it's mine. We will clean that window. We will clean it. Oh, yes. But I'm Coney Wedgebottom. And are you going to stop us? Are you going to stop us from cleaning your place top to bottom? Spick and span? Yeah, we're so. firmly on the side of the city now. Is he telling us that we can't clean something? I can clean it. Oh, clean it real good. You, uh, Finnick and Balgor, freeze. They don't move. At, they can't move a muscle. You can't speak. You can breathe. You're not hurt, but you can't move. Can you stop breathing so loudly, please? If you think you're going to clean my windows, I'll have something to say about it. Uh, the two of you that can move, turn around to hear this new voice. Coney uh, Wetbottom, as you know him, is no more. The door that you tried to open is now open, and you see a sort of haggard old man wearing what looks to be a normal business suit is uh, slowly walking out. Well, hello. Why don't you want us to clean your windows? Because I'll clean my windows when I'm good and ready to clean my windows. Look, the, the city is basically threatening us with murder if we don't clean your windows. So, I mean, you got to really give us a, a better offer than just you don't want to. We are stuck between a rock and a hard city. Also, you froze our annoying friends, and I mean, like, I'm just this guy I can pick up. I can just carry out of here. But this guy, you'll just have to live with him if he stays. For the record, I am okay with the freezing. Perhaps I can give you the means to get out from under this thumb of the city. I think we might have some, uh... Okay, but the city didn't put us under our thumb. They just put us in a difficult predicament. Aldars, stop talking. What are you saying to us? Well, I've never been a fan of the city. Your friends are frozen because I didn't want things to get messy if they didn't need to. Uh, I will release them, but I warn you, I can do far worse than that. So, uh... Balgor unfreezes yes. and falls to the ground. <laughs> Not applicable! <laughs> uh, Finnick unfreezes and immediately jumps to the ceiling and hides in the shadows of the rafters. Right, well, uh, I've had a shop here for quite some time. Ideal in magical artifacts. Uh, you might have met my assistant. He's just a just a little illusion I put out to, for the for the tourists. So little trinkets. Really, thrilling. Yes. Well, uh, I would have expected uh, people of your obvious abilities to have sussed out that none of this stuff is magical. Yeah. I keep the good stuff in the back. Now, let's talk about the city. The city is not. It's not my favorite thing. The people who run this city are not the people who should be running this city. They're 
evil and twisted. And you think there should be nobody running the city on account of you like chaos and anarchy? Well, uh, a series of elected, elected local councils, perhaps. Uh, Full-on anarchy? Finnick has climbed uh, across the ceiling behind uh, their mysterious uh, businessman guy and uh, dropped down behind him silently, uh, just waiting for an opportunity and a necessity to do anything. So, uh, I have a proposition for you. I'm, I'm sure that you guys don't want to be window cleaners for the rest of your life. Perhaps you'll work your way up to the high rises, the heights, and all of that. Is that really what you want? No, it isn't. So, why don't you ignore my big friend and keep talking? I like it when she talks. She speaks sense. Yeah, anarchy. We should get Finnick's opinion, though. Hey, Finnick, what do you think? <laughs> um. Oh. No opinion. Thanks. Have you ever wondered why you guys were caught so easily? Why people seem to be okay with just living under the thumb of the city? Don't you feel like maybe there's something in the water? Mm. Yeah, I I've actually have a theory about this. I think what they're doing is they're putting pixie dust in the water to whiten our teeth. So that everyone has nicer smiles. Please they don't, don't get they him don't started like, they on don't this. Like our natural smiles, but our natural smiles are important. Well, right? I thought that you'd take that sort of as a figure of speech, and then I would wow you with the fact that there is something in the water. But you're so wrong; it hurts me. Finnick looks around the room for a mirror, uh, and then looks in the mirror and checks his teeth to see if they're white. Uh, they could be whiter, but it's the they're whiter than normal for somebody of this time period. Yeah, see? See what I'm talking about? Finnick knows what I'm talking about. Oh, he's actually right. I'm working on a project. I think we can help each other out. I need... We're in. Okay, can I tell you what it is? So then no, you I'm game. No, if I don't tell you what it is, how would you know how... All right, I'll Stop go. Stop talking! Let, uh, the, let, let the man in the suit talk. Great, we'll take Please. it as read that we're going to do this. I'm working on a project. I need certain items... That could help, and I can help you as well. Uh, the first item I'm looking for is something called... Giraffe's head, I have one. I actually have a giraffe's head here. You just took that off the shelf. I would like you to put that back. Too late. It's five electrum. Do you have five electrum? No, but I have a giraffe's head. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, I need this thing called the kidney. It's a magical artifact. It's a, a filter. It's not an actual kidney. <laughs> It works like a kidney. The people in charge of your water have been using the kidney to filter the wa at the water filtration. Uh, but it also leaves little hints of, shall we say, persuasive elements in he it. He means mind control poison. Yes, that's exactly what it does. It filters out, say, the cholera or the bacteria, but it leaves mind control poison because... It, it, honestly, anything would take longer and would probably break your mind for me to explain right now. Yeah, and plus, on top of the pixie dust, that's going to be twice as bad, you know? There's no pixie dust. I can't stress that enough. <laughs> that's what they want you to think. I can't, I can't stress believe you're falling for it. I can't believe you, of all people, are falling for this. Right. I'm just going to say, head to the sewers, find where they've installed the kidney, bring it to me. So, if we steal the kid's knee, how's he going to walk? With great difficulty, apparently. We'll just leave it at that. So, um, you guys, go find me this kidney. Um, if you don't leave right now, I'm going to have you 
out here on Last a chain. Last one of the kidneys, a rotten egg. Thank you. Belgor runs off in a <laughs> random direction. Mulder runs after him, assuming he knows what he's doing. Coney just, as you guys leave, Coney's just muttering. His, he's holding his hands to the sides of his head going, These are the guys I saw. These are the guys who do it. Agata, backing away from him, looks at him and says, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Geniuses. Freaking bunch of geniuses. Ah, fuck you guys. Fuck you guys so hard. And so our heroes go off into the world, finally, on an adventure. Will they find the kidney in the sewers? Will they even know how to find a sewer? Based on previous experience, I'd say that's questionable. Tune in next time to find out, can they even find a manhole? Like, seriously, this was not that difficult, guys. You had one job. Advent- Ah! This has been Caverns and Comedians, Dungeons and Dragons powered storytelling with Toronto Comedians. Starring John Richardson as Balgor the Barbarian, Oliver Giorgio as Finnick the Rogue, Joanna Houghton as Agatha the Cleric, Maddox Campbell as Maldar the Warlock, and Kyle Scott as the Dungeon Master. Audio recording by Andrea Miller, theme by Derek Baldwin, edited by Maddox Campbell, created by Kyle Scott and Maddox Campbell. Opening and credits read by Ralph McLeod. Caverns and Comedians is a Kicks and Giggles production. More information can be found at kicksandgigglesentertainment.com slash cavernsandcomedians or on iTunes. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please like, share, and review it. Your support will help us make more episodes. Thanks for listening.